Welcome, Wingman Nation. Seven. We are here with the wrench at sure Nashville know. ATV Repair at uh, 3639 Trousdale Drive. Call Will if you have any problems with uh, motorcycles, quads, points related items, quints. Mm. Oh, you don't do quints? Right. Uh, phone number is 615 669 6955. And if you have any questions for Wingman's Garage, you can call 626-5-GO-RIDE. Uh, that's 2625. 2625. 2625, that's what I said. Go ride. Go ride. Go ride. <laughs> All right, so and obviously. Brandon's fired. Yeah, yeah. Eeyore, yeah. come back. <laughs> Eeyore's gone for one day. Yeah. And here we go. Well, anyways, welcome to you guys. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> He's thrown in the cards. Didn't see anybody else try it. Anyways, welcome to episode 67. I'm Chris the Wingman. Sitting across from me is Track Rat. Next to him, Who did? And our special guest today, Michael Lucas, Lucas Motorworks. And next to him, Will the Wrench. The tool. The tool. <laughs> As we will. And uh, it's it's been a big weekend for everybody, it's apparently. It's been a big week. It's it been was, a big it was week. entertaining. Seven days. Seven, yeah. The whole seven days. All seven days of them. <laughs> <laughs> something every day. <laughs> there has been something just about every day. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's kick it off real quick. Just wait, Eeyore would have done it. If you like what we're doing, visit us on patreon.com backslash wingman's garage. Throw backslash a couple dollars our way. I'm glad somebody did it because I was yeah. about to get that joke. So who went riding this weekend? Did we ride this weekend? Oh, I didn't ride this weekend. I, I rode this weekend. You mean like the royal week or like you? <laughs> 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 no, I couldn't remember if the race was this weekend or if it was last week. It was last week. It what was race? last Friday. Oh, oh Thursday. that's last right. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we should uh, start there. Will and I were riding with a, a friend of ours. Yes. Daniel. On uh, Sunday. Wasn't me. No, although he does oh, ride a BMW. Oh, man. Ouch. Brutal. Yeah, we went through some uh, some back roads that uh, that Will the wrench knew pretty well, and which is about all of them. I'm just gonna say yeah. that dude just does the speed limit out there faster than anybody else. Exactly, allegedly. No, no, no. He like was speed limit. Yeah, I care. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, I there was there was no way I could keep up. We I'd keep up for the first couple turns, and then they'd get away from me, and then I didn't know the road. That's slow way down. When it comes to street riding, that's all it's about. If you yep. know the road, you're the fastest guy out there. Yeah. Yep. Although, the other Daniel on his uh, 1000 double R. Double R. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Just, I mean, just right behind me. His, his, idea, his idea is if that guy in front of me can do it, I should be able to do it. Well, yeah. I think he was thinking, this guy's got a shitty bike. I've got an awesome bike. I'll just follow him. Yeah. I can go wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but. but 
Well, he does have a great bike, so it it wouldn't be the bike's fault. And he doesn't have a lot of fear, you know. uh, But he's he's told us, you know. He he said, "I figure if that guy in front of me is doing it and didn't go down, I can I can do it too." So he's he's and he does a good ability to follow. Yeah. But I have seen that almost bite him in the ass. Every once in a while, you'll come across somebody even with like a two fifty that'll just you know they'll lean way into it with whatever they've got you know underneath them, and it's Mm -hmm. it's impressive. Yeah. You know, if you know your bike, and I mean, it's you can pretty much take on just about anything, really. Mm-hmm. I desperately want to be that guy. On a 250? You should. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. Sam it's, it's actually really funny seeing guys like the race guys on R3s destroy people on 600s. That's the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life because you've got guys that on set up R3s, 40 horsepower, destroying guys on brand new 600s. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun to watch. It's so much fun. That's called an ego killer. No, yeah, that's <laughs> called an ego killer and going, yeah. damn, I really am not as fast as I thought I was. <laughs> so no, it was awesome. good riding. It was good riding this weekend. Our uh, our ride was um, cut a little short. We uh, we had to take a pause and and go take some water to a friend who was in danger. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the other incident that happened before that. Well, we'll get to that. Daniel and I were oh. riding. <laughs> I was by my lonesome on that one. Yes, oh, gotcha. that was before Daniel and I met up with Will. <coughs> so anyway, right, what, what, what happened with that? I haven't heard that story yet. Cap- oh, I'll tell you how my Sunday went. Yes. <laughs> tell us. Sunday goes off like um, I Saturday night. Um, me and Will and Daniel, uh, the other Daniel with the BMW. One thousand double R. Yeah, one thousand double R. The yeah. double R, not the single R. Yeah, right. Yeah, the one with the full fairing. Yes. The faster version. Um, of your bike. Fa- pretty much, yeah. yeah. The faster yeah. version, a little faster, less comfortable version of my bike. Yes. Is yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess that was early Saturday evening, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we put is that the day we put front and rear tires on your bike? Uh, yes. Or we did that Friday, didn't we? Friday. Uh, so yeah, so Friday mm-hmm. you got a brand new front, and then Daniel came up yep. Saturday and was getting front and rear on his. Yep, and Daniel got um, two. Takeoffs from the track, thrown on his bike. So nice, Unlock nice GPAs. I, I love those tires. Yeah, really, really good. You uh, get them pretty inexpensive. Well, comparatively, you can get them pretty inexpensive. It's about four hundred a set. Yeah, that's what we found. Find the right ones. You can get them for three fifty ish. You find the right guy. But the problem is, you got finding GPAs or GPAs that are intact that are made in England because those are better than the US makes. But the ones from England are really tough to get because they don't make them a whole lot. So that's the problem with that. What up, Demarcus? Okay, we got like Demarcus, Andrew, April, Cruz, bunch of people watching. What's up, guys? Sorry, we're neglecting you. Okay, so these these particular tires, I believe, were um, you know made here in America because yeah. they had a uh, made USA, USA flag. Yeah, that's, inside. yeah. If they've got right. the stars and bars. Yeah, on the tire, they're U.S. made. If they've got a Union Jack, it's English made bike. It's cool. English made uh, tire. Tire. Yes, yeah, so these these were the so American tires. T I R E and T Y R E. True. Yeah, the English ones are better. Everybody wants the English ones for some reason. It's the way that I don't know if it's, if it's the way that they go a different direction when they stir the rubber or something. But everybody wants the intact English built. I don't know why. Hmm. It's weird. I haven't ridden on a. I have not ridden on an English I don't. <laughs> So. Continue. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess Friday night we put front and rears on your bike, yep. and then Saturday we put front and rears on Daniel's bike. And um, so Sunday, <laughs> Sunday the plan was we were going to meet in Leaper's Fork at noon, and uh, <laughs> I woke back up 
The second time. <laughs> about 11. Yes. And at 11.30, I texted uh, Daniel because you couldn't make it out to leave before till right. mid-afternoon. So, yeah. So, I texted Daniel. Daniel's like, oh, uh, yeah, no worries because I'm not. Uh, he's like, I've got a prior engagements that I have to take care of first. I'm going to take care of my engagements and I will text you later. I was like, cool. So, I was going to go out to mom's house who lives in Leaper Fork and hang out with them until they were all ready to ride. So... I just put the uh, the speakers in the helmet, um, and nice. so uh, had I plugged my phone in, put Pandora on, and stuck my phone into my jacket pocket, like the sides that had the zippers on them. Except for my zippers don't work, so I just stuck it in there. And come cruising down the road, get to about halfway, and I feel something hitting on my leg, and look down, and it was my phone, and my phone was touching my leg, so I just folded it up, stuck it in my pocket. And my phone is also my wallet. Yeah. So when I got to mom's house, uh, pulled my phone out to hit stop on the um, radio and noticed that all my shit was missing. I mean, credit card, credit card, ID, everything was gone. And I went, oh, man. So I I bet that's not what he said. Yeah, oh, man. Well, yeah, yeah. when you're on mom's porch, you say, oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah, so I knocked on on the door, gave mom a hug. I was like, mom, I was going to come hang out, but I got to go look for my um, shit. (laughs) I probably did say shit, but. um, And she was like, she was like, I still have my helmet on and everything, gave her a hug, and I was like, I'll I'll come back if I find it. So, left. Went riding uh, back down, cruising down the road, and I see a receipt just kind of hanging out in the grass. Dude had just cut the grass that morning; it was real low. Oh, you Get out! out I found one of my receipts and a gift a gift card that the receipt was supposed to be wrapped up in. I was like, "All right, here's where everything is." Walk up and down the road for like probably an hour, <laughs> and I got everything I needed except my ID. Oh no! You got I lucky. I mean, that's that's not that difficult to replace that. But credit cards and who knows what else. Is. I was I was really thankful, but also I was walking. I didn't know who I was. Yeah, you didn't know who you were. That, now you're back that's, to five minutes in the penalty box. Oh, oh! No. I was sitting on that for a week. <laughs> <laughs> you should have let that one go, homie. <laughs> you should have just shipped that one out. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, while while I'm walking on the side of the road looking for um, looking for all the stuff out of my wallet, I get a phone call, uh, distress call from a buddy. Hey, I am riding from White House. I'm out on the trace close to Leaper's Fort. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you help me out? And I said, buddy, I'm walking around here trying to get my life back together. And I don't even know who I am right now. <laughs> How much did you drink the night before? No, not at all. Not so, enough, apparently. <laughs> that's what it was. So, um, so I'm like, yeah, I, I was like, I'll cruise around here. I'll try to find my stuff. And then um, I've got to meet Will and Daniel at Leaper's Fort. From there, I'll give you a call. He says, all right. Get to Leaper's Fort Market, meet Will and Daniel. And um, so call the distress rider. And I said, uh, all right, I'm going to go take them on our little loop. This is our planned ride. After that, I'm going to come right back here and I'll give you a call. And so... We went out and we rode some um, nice back roads uh, that does not have much traffic. Which is even nicer. Which is a plus. Yeah. 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 And uh, we went from Leaper's Fort to Thompson Station back to Leaper's Fort. In short. Basically. Yeah. So get back to Leaper's Fort, pull up to the market, um, call the distress rider who was in the area that we haven't talked to yet or haven't seen yet. And uh, he had a broken clutch cable. Snapped and right at the lever. Right at the oh. lever. 
So the great thing was the first time we tried to, um, the first time we talked on the phone, I was walking on the side of the road, we were trying to figure out how he could get it to work. And so I say, pull, uh, pull as much of the inner cable as you can, wrap it around your finger, and like hold it out and use it like a clutch. And he goes, well, I would, but I've got a rider on the back. And I was like, oh, I didn't know yeah. it was too up. Yeah. yeah, I didn't either. And I was like, all right, well, I was like, I'm going to go handle my thing, and then I'll give you a call. <laughs> so I get back to the fork, and by the time we get to the phone, he said, hey, Chris, the wingman, is on our on the way down here from Clarksville. Because came. I'm driving the camper home. I'm driving the camper home from the campground. I'm about 15 miles north of where he was at this point. What were you wearing? Uh, not much. <laughs> Go on. Totally relevant. Totally relevant. So, tell the story, man. No, no, we'll get back. To I it. get a message. <laughs> we'll get back to it. I can barely see what it is because I'm driving and trying not to run anybody off the road. And all I see is NTMR help question mark because you know he's been riding with the North Tennessee motorcycle yeah. riders for a while too. Um, North Tennessee motorcycle riders. NTMR. NTMR. Yes. So I'm like, post it, see what happens. If not, call Will, which is leads us back to where you were. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Phil Cox. So <laughs> after a good probably two hours of back and forth with him, he sends me a message saying, "Will and I talked about. It. I'm I've got the cable loose. I'm just gonna pull it and ride it like this all the way home. This will now officially be the sketchiest thing I've done." <laughs> I look at that. Lucky, I lucky guy. No, <laughs> That's I the sketchiest like thing. <laughs> yeah. So he said he was going to give it a shot, see how far he could get. And it, I told him if it didn't work, call me. I'll come get him. Apparently he got all of 10 feet. I don't think that far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. about three inches. Depends on where you measure from. <laughs> <laughs> so there were two kickstand marks that weren't very far apart. Yeah. They were three inches apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so continue. Get back to the Fork. Um, call the distress rider. He said, Chris is on his way. I said, excellent. We're close by. You want us to bring you something? Waters? Anything like that? He said, water be great. So me, Will, and Daniel... Packed our pockets full of water. I did not put the water in the same pocket that the uh, phone fell out of because these guys were behind me. Because you learned something, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was I thinking about you guys. A little bit that yellow paracord that you gave me mm-hmm. from the last time the dragon on top of the ram mount. Mm-hmm. Strapped it down. So I had my water bottle. It was right there. It's good. I'm not sure where Daniel put his. It wasn't me, <laughs> so I'm not part of this stream. <laughs> oh. Was he smiling or was he, yeah. he looking wincing? Wincing? Oh, I know where he goes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we get there. I finally show up. I'm not expecting to see these two there, but they're there, and that's a good thing. Three there. Yep. And uh, we get the bike loaded up, and you guys there. leave. Yeah, we Just leave like, and uh, watch the handlebars. Thanks skirt. for the water. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Now I already you. stopped to get them water. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Anyway. But that was the, uh, the rescue. Did yeah. you continue riding from there? Did you just... We did. We did. Um, a little bit. Uh, we stuck around there for a little bit. I forgot. Uh, 
we're just relaxing, I guess. Yeah. We're just not. We're, we're, we weren't really in a big hurry to get back on the motorcycles. But we did. We got back on the motorcycles, and uh, we rode the last half of the trace. Um, and we were going to go to the very end, and there's some nice roads at the very end of the trace, little Macquarie, uh, Macquarie Land, some of those back roads right there. But as we got to the very end of the trace, I was planning on going left and taking that big wide sweeper, but the bike started cutting out. And I was like, what's, I was like, what's the deal with this? So we get to the stop sign, and um, the bike cuts off. I shut it on, went probably, you know, another... 200 yards, pull into the gas station over there, and I was like, so I get off, I open the um, the gas cap, look down, slosh it over back and forth, and there's gas sloshing back, so I was like, well, there's got to be a little bit of gas in here, did I really run out of gas, or is there something really wrong with my bike? Put 1.8 yes. gallons, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I put 1.8 gallons in the Superhawk, yeah. and uh, the Superhawk, the kickstand is bent quite a bit, so it... It leans pretty far, but I went through 1.8 gallons in just the Leapers Fork route. Wow. I almost ran out of gas. Yeah. yeah. The, the Super Hawk are thirsty. Right? The Super Hawk are thirsty. And it's only like a two and a half gallon tank, so it's not a big tank That's officially thirstier than my Piper Motor. Yeah. She, Super Hawk are thirsty. I, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and if the tank has been bashed in and no. filled, it's not... It's not not enough to make a difference. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, that's a small tank to begin with. It's not a big tank. Yeah, I want to say it's like 2.8 or 2.8. Mike has all of it. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Uh, the crazy thing is it was cutting out because I was out of gas and put 1.8 in it yeah. for it to run right. So I'm not getting the very bottom of my gas. Hey, and I can't get the very top. Gauge for you, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I need, I guess I need that. Yeah. Unless, I run, unless I start running out for that. Fuel light comes on. So, you said you went riding this weekend. Yeah, what, yeah, you? not too far. You know, the weather was really great, you know, so uh, my wife and I got a chance to go out. We were speaking about fuel consumption because I have kind of a, a, a straight piped uh, Shadow 750 that is. I mean, it just kind of drinks it. Uh, the one Which we'll get to shortly. Yeah, the, yes. uh, at least the one, the bike they brought tonight is a, a 600, but uh, the other one that I've got at the house that's, you know, a bit more comfortable for maybe about an hour or less uh, in riding around, but it just, it really sucks up fuel. But uh, anyway, so I got a chance to go to the uh, Sugimoto show that was this last weekend. Uh, that was really great. They had slow races, which is always fun to watch. Kind of a, a some... Uh, they had this dirt bike balancing act uh, thing. The two by four. Yeah, the two by four. Yeah. So you can make it make it get to the end, and, and you get your little award and everything. They and got so a, a throwback trials bike that everybody rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was yeah. It, it's it's not easy, you know, when those boards are kind of rocking back and forth in the grass and everything. Uh, I did not give it a go, but uh, I was just kind of hobnobbing a little bit, getting to know who was out there, and and. Um, Anyway, of course, taking a look at the bikes for inspiration, and they had maybe five or six different classes between the custom, Japanese, Euro I think only one guy showed up with the European, I, I can't remember, maybe it was a, a Ural or something like that with a, a sidecar or something to that effect, and, uh, and then they had two people from the American class show up, obviously not much competition there. 
But, uh, I mean, relatively small show, but the weather was amazing. Um, you know, the people were really cool to hang out with, and it was just a good time. It was a really good time. So that put us into the later hours of, gosh, what was that, Saturday night, I think that was. And then kind of cruised around a little bit on Sunday. Uh, we were looking for some local areas, uh, the missus and I, for places to do some photography um, with the bike, again, that I brought today. Who's the shooter? Well, uh, interviewing, um, but um, right now, uh, I think uh, there is a guy by the name of Kyle Brown Photography who specializes in products, cars, uh, so he'll do beverages. I, I've seen him do some stuff for the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel, uh, Jug City Distillery. And by the way, just to note, just because uh, I'm a big fan of Kentucky Bourbon Barrel. Um, yeah, there's, there's two. There's two. I know, I know, yeah. I know. Their, their pumpkin beer came out here. Oh, no. Oh, what are you talking? I don't know. Like, I could just sit and drink and drink that stuff. It's just so amazing. I mean, I'm a big whiskey guy uh, aside from that, but... Um, but gee whiz, so they're saying is you're raging alcoholic. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. He's so, a raging drinker, alcoholic. I haven't food. made it to the point, you know, where you can admit that yet. So, but anyway, I'm, <laughs> but I'm I'm good. And uh, well, the, the first meetings. the first step to continue drinking is not admitting you have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> right. You keep forgetting it anyway. <laughs> so anyway, we uh. Speaking of which, I'll be right back. Yeah. So um. Yeah, he, so he does that in cars, and um, he's kind of working on up in his, his motorcycle portfolio, and really nice guy, kind of easy, seems very easy to work with, uh, kind of a new relationship, and, you know, we'll just see where that takes us. So there's uh, another, another one who's into videography that I was looking mm -hmm. at working with as well, still need to mm -hmm. do some follow-up on that. Um, but uh, you know that was kind of the kind of the week, and of course, you know, here comes Monday. Weather just starts yep. plummeting. You know, the it's getting cold, not worth <clears throat> riding. So I'm taking the truck to work every day. And but hey, Friday's supposed to be nice. Yeah, the whole next coming weekend's yep. supposed to be you know really I, nice. I, I read a funny little quip uh, last quip? night. <laughs> you heard me. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee, where hurricanes go to die. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good one. So, yeah. did you ride? This weekend, I did not ride. Well, I mean, I rode the dirt bike in the yard with the boy. You know, he's uh, clutching and shifting, downshifting, and uh, riding fast enough through the yard and down the driveway and around the backyard. And I'm going, hey, man, bring it down a little. <laughs> Slow down. He, he got comfortable on it real quick. Very good. Well, that's a great segue. So, tell us about Thursday. <laughs> oh, Christ. Who wants to start? So... Set it up, Will. You set it up, Will. He takes forever to tell a story. I thought I told a long story. I don't know short stories. No. You know how short stories that you tell for a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're, yeah. So, <laughs> I guess... <laughs> I guess it was... Uh, Chris, did, Chris, did you have something you wanted to be He said, speaking of short stories. Oh. <laughs> yes. Keep right up, bitch. That's all I gotta say. Right when <laughs> SV quits with the short jokes, Chris jumps in. Actually, I think I made the first one. Anyway, keep up, um, both of you. Um, go ahead. Somebody can. Thursday night was round, <laughs> what, 17? Uh, so Thursday night was, I think, round 17 at the TNRaceSeries.com, the, uh, the flat track race series that we go to and race our XR100s in. Now, 
normally it has been me and Brandon show up to these events, and most of the time it is me and Brandon are the only one in our class. <laughs> At this but point, man, they are hell of a racist. Yeah, they're, they're great. They're good fun. <coughs> so Thursday, uh, we were in, is it White County? Yes, White County. And what was that little town we were in? Sparta. In Sparta, Tennessee. This is Sparta. This is Sparta. So as soon as we pull in, and before we get there, Daniel is obviously nervous. I'm terrified. Like, he was nervous two days before this. Yeah, he was. And, it, and talked about it all I before he went. Freaking terrified. And we said, we said it'd be great. All these people are the greatest people. Oh, then there's this one dude who looks just like Valentino Rossi. Yeah. So we get there. Red we park. Rossi. We've talked Redneck about Rossi. Redneck Rossi. Yeah. yeah. So, so we get there. We take the uh, get the bikes out. And all of a sudden, we see Rossi cruising through the parking lot. And I was yeah. like, hey, that's him. Way ahead, and Rossi comes over. Um, he goes, hey, guys, have you uh, – do you guys know that they're doing a tag team event this evening? Yeah. yeah he tells First word of these guys, we're doing a tag team event. I went, oh, God. Yeah. I said, I, and I, I was like, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear more. <laughs> so then I said, what's a tag team event? <laughs> and he says, from a dead stop, cold one start, rider – Cold start. Cold start. One rider is at the stop sign – or stop the starting line. You have to start the bike, make a lap, hand the bike off to your teammate. That teammate makes a lap, end of race. So this race is $10 per person and winner take all. So the winning team would split the entire pot. Yeah. And um, we say, and he's, and Redneck Rossi says, I'm the only one, my team is the only one in this race. And I said, well, now we have to do it. And so we said, well, I got together and we said, all right, let's do it. And we already signed up for our pit bike class. We went, signed up, paid for our class, and then we came back. And then on the way back from paying for the uh, tag team event and getting back to the pits, somehow Brandon volunteered both of the bikes that I brought <laughs> for other teams to race. Well, I'm out. For those who are playing the home game, it wasn't more along the lines of, hey, we're going to, okay, we'll go sign up. It's more along the lines of, hey, Tag team event. These two go, hey, we're a team. And me and Richard, the other individual that came with us, we went, well, hi, nice to meet you. I guess we're going to be a tag team team partners here. So, fine. Oh, tag mm. team back again. No. So, <laughs> we're walking up, and I'm like, I'm sitting thinking, this is such a bad idea. But it was I, a great idea. It was a wonderful idea. But, again, remember, I'm the newbie here. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm. Oh, we remember. Yeah. I'm terrified. Utterly terrified the whole time. We never because did. it is the, like we'll get to <laughs> my interpretation of the night here in a little bit, but that is the sketchiest shit I Something have ever done. So we're we watching. Oh, uh, okay, now we're, we're, we're back. back. Yeah, it was the, that was the sketchiest shit. I oh my god. I'll fun. talk about it later, but well, that's fun. Oh, it was great fun. But I, I think fun. I think they're looking to uh, with the race TM series uh, do it's more. Shenanigan. Shenanigan races. Okay. Shenanigan series. Continue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so I've been accused of volunteering. Volunteering. Yeah. As soon as. His motorcycle. So as soon as we get there, we've unloaded, we're still in street clothes, not even dressed yet. Yeah. Walking back from. Sign-ups. Uh, yeah. Walking back from sign-ups, Brandon volunteers That's not, not one of my XR100s out to the fastest stranger in the parking lot. That's not yeah. true. But he donated two of my XR100s to the two fastest oh, strangers in the parking lot. You have two XR100s? 
So, um, so we get there, and Brandon's like, well, let's get the Hot Rides 100. You guys can ride nothing. his bikes. That's and nothing how it happened. My, That's actually exactly what, how it happened. That is <laughs> so, so the reason why I wasn't riding either one of my 100s, because mine is an 86 and an 87. And yeah. Brandon, what year model is your dirt bike? 06. 06. And me and you being on a team, we had to ride either mine or yours. So we rode yours because we knew that yours was going to be faster. Right. Hang on. Hang on. Let's go back to... No, let's not go back. No, no, no. Let's go back a little bit. Shut up. Because you said, man, that's no competition. We can't race. We should offer him to ride a 100. Go see if he'll do it. I don't remember that. That's what I heard somewhere... I was there, too busy being terrified. I don't remember that. Maybe there was an evil it's cricket cool. on my shoulder that said that, but I swear it came out of your mouth. I think we're under something. Under that nose. We can follow this rap. No, it's cool. I make evil, up shit sometimes cricket. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first lie. Yeah. <laughs> no. That, so I, we would, we had talked about there being no. Con- I mean, that's not going to be any competition. That's irrelevant. Let's move on. Well, wait. Let's rephrase <laughs> the reason why it wouldn't be. Because they were on. What, 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 what? Bigger CRF bikes. 250 or CRF 450R is what they were on. Yeah. yeah. 250 or 450. 250. And then yeah. the other guy that was going to race was on a 450. Yeah. Or 400. 450. And we're going, uh. Yeah. And we're on XR 100s. We're going. So we've yeah, already, we've already paid our money. There's, I mean, we should just walk over there and hand them. Remember these words? Remember these words? We should just walk over and hand them our money. I remember yeah. you saying those words. No, no, no. <laughs> I repeated them from you. So anyway, no. you're very influential. No, my 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 input on that was I'm gonna put them in the wall. <laughs> you you can't be next to them every time. Anyway, you, you, they'd have to be laughing you to do it. So well, anyway, back to the story. Yeah, if the what bike if the bike would have started, we might have laughed them. You anyway, know back to the story. Yeah, Jesus, that was a segue. No, it wasn't. The bike would have started. Anyway, you got to lead up to that. So you're on the line. No, we haven't got there yet. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, so Brandon and I are on a team <laughs> and we are riding his 2006 CRF 100, Yeah, which we thought would be a great idea because it's a newer bike. And Brandon, how long have you had this bike? Two weeks. You had this bike for two weeks. When you went and bought the bike, how long did that bike have to sit before he sold it? Before he sold it. I don't ask those questions when I go to Blue Money. So when you're when you're when you're telling me a story about you're talking to this guy and he said, "Oh no no, it's set for." Remember this? I don't. I don't. I'm a part of this. These things don't matter. The Apparently bike. they do. You need to re- re- like remember this shit. No so, no no no. They, this doesn't matter. You can't start a bike. So this bike this, this, this bike, sit, this bike sits for years. Years. Months. <laughs> Months and years. Months and months and months. It sits for a long, <laughs> undisclosed time. And the first time I get on this bike to go or to ever kick it over is sitting in the middle of the track That's waiting. That's not true. I didn't ride in the middle of the track. Right. No, no, you rode it in the middle of the right track. out here. I never rode it out here. You started it out here. I didn't ride it. You said the first time I started. This is another time where I'm right and you're wrong. Maybe. All right. So Keep going. On the track. So. First so time I ever got on it, sit in the middle of the track, go start it, and immediately I realized that the pilot jet is clogged up. No, 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 no. Oh, no, see, this is exactly what he said. No, 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 no. <laughs> it had already been running and was running fine, and 
would start right up. All what? these things were, were not a problem. Running fine in your opinion. Hey, Segway. It would, I think from now on, we, don't ride we need to have a camera crew following the two of you. We went everywhere live. you go. We no, no, no. That would be following the both of you. And we'll be, be the next reality well, show. I mean, not everywhere. Yeah, don't go everywhere because yeah. we, we won't be on when we go on TV. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. So, so, well, hang on, hang on. The bike had been warmed up. I made sure that it was warmed up. Because it oh. runs about oh. 75% potential when it's warm. And, and here's another thing. As we were going out on our practice laps, somebody had turned off my fuel. Whoa, whoa, no. Yes, that that's, so really yeah. that's so relevant. That's so relevant. We're talking. Really. We'll come back to that. So anyway. We'll come back to that. On the line. The tool jumps out on the track and he, the guy checks with everybody and makes sure everybody's ready to go. I think he flooded it. <laughs> I think he flooded it. That is that is like a really technical advanced term right there, Brandon. <laughs> Please tell me more about what flooding it means. Well, I'm not real sure, but I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> But I've heard a lot of people say that. Oh, Oh, it's it won't start. It's flooded. So we verified that much. Keep going. (laughs) You had to throw it wide open out there, kicking it and kicking it, flooding it, it, just flooding it. it. That's that's the way I've been living. Anyway, back to the original conversation. So get to the. Start what all comes down to is he can't start a motorcycle. So so I get to the starting line on Brandon's dirt bike. And so what the guy does is he looks, you're lined up, the guy that has the uh, a button that turns a light on to green when you go when you go green, he goes from the outside to the inside. And when he gets to the inside, he hits green. And you're supposed to start the, start the bike and take off, right? So he goes in, hits green. Kick the bike, ready to go. Doesn't start. Kick it again. Doesn't go. Doesn't start. Kick it third time. Everybody's gone. Oh, that fourth gone time. First kick. That first time, I kick your dirt bike. Take off just in time to see everybody coming out of turn two. So this is a two lap race. Remember. Yeah. So I, I come all the way around the track in last place. <laughs> the only, the only time. That is the only time in my life. That I have come all the way around the track and in the last place. Hang on, wait. It gets even better. Keep talking. Hang on. Keep going. That's, that's the only time at flat track races you've had four people to contend with. <laughs> so, Hang so, on. So the so, 250. Wait, wait. Yeah. The 250, first rider, he's, he, he side saddles this thing, jumps off coming to the line, and passes it over to Redneck Rossi, right? Redneck Rossi jumps on the bike. From the other side and goes to take off. Blah, blah, blah. Stalls it. There's a Holy chance. Holy cow, there's a chance. There's a chance. I don't remember that. And everybody's still here at the line. Redneck Rossi's first one to go. And he's dead on the line. Nothing. I don't remember that. So the other bikes are coming up. Y'all are trying. Well, you're, you're watching for Richard. Yeah. <laughs> so at the handoff, I've caught the pack. So he, he, he comes <laughs> up and I'm, I'm standing there yelling at him. He stalled. He stalled. He stalled. Come on. He gets to me, and I jump on the bike. Redneck Rossi is gone because he finally got started, as is everybody else. But they, I think you, he probably passed you. I don't remember. Anyway. I'll, I'll, we'll talk. We'll on tell the, my side of the story here. On right. the 250, he takes off and runs around, and 
and I get on the little bike that's been handed off to me. Oh, now it's, now it's the little bike? It's not my little bike? Anyway, back to the story. My bad. Why are you going to dick? I'll stop. You keep anyway, going. back to the story because we've still got another race to go through. So I do my and lap. Yeah. And yeah. a guess. And, and it was, a, it was when you ride the motorcycle, it's These fun, races are right? Great. You want to come. There's quite the recollections happening here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you ever heard a two lap race described in such detail? <laughs> So many versions. Yeah, so, so many races. Race three times by the time. So I finished my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I finished my. La- you shut up over there. <laughs> <laughs> he agreed with me. He tells you to shut up. <laughs> I finished my lap, and I and I ride around, you know, cool down lap, <laughs> and, and I watch him. We go back. We we go back to the pits, and uh, I pull up. I don't even look at this guy. <laughs> and he goes back. You know how. <laughs> You know how humiliating it was to walk around in front of everybody? <laughs> you walk ashamed. Meanwhile, meanwhile, me and Richard, who have got Those people were looking at me in the eye. I like, so stoked. <laughs> me and Richard, who are the rookies doing flat track here. Second place, right? Second place. Me and Richard have gone through and we parked. We're, yeah, we got second, blah, 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 whatever, because the guy on the How much did we win? Nothing. Nothing. So the 250, <laughs> the guy in the 250 is doing stand-up wheelies past us. I'm like, yeah, okay, this dickhead, fine, whatever. So we we get, we go, hey, yeah, cool, that's awesome. So these two come back, and they're arguing like the honeymooners. And it's the funniest thing he and I, have, me and Richard, have ever seen. And we're go, we're just sitting back watching, and we're on the ground laughing. We're rolling around on the ground, we're laughing so hard. These two are the funny. oh, my God. So... Richard started first kick, <laughs> and he took off. He comes around, and I jump on the bike, and he's getting it down into second or whatever. I'm like, just get the fuck out of the way. Let's go. Bang. So I take off and stand up wheeling. I go through, you know, stand up wheeling in front of me again. Oh, I was like, he's not doing stand up No, definitely not doing stand up wheeling. <laughs> no. So no. I'm sitting here trying to go fast, and I've got a CRF 450 in front of me doing a stand up wheeling. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So we go into turn three, and I'm kind of rolling in it, trying to, you know, go through the corner fast. I look up, bike dies. He stalls the bike at turn four. I'm like, pin it, let's see what happens. So I rap on it, and I kind of get next to him, and then it fired. And it right, took off and went. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Oh, so, wow, I didn't know that. He stalled it in turn four, and he stopped, and he kicked it real, real hard and took off. I was like, son of a bitch, but whatever. But so, meanwhile, me and Sometimes Richard... pride doesn't come before the No. So, me and Richard, Richard, again, are ecstatic that we got second because, hey, we're the rookies. We haven't done this before. I've been scared out of my mind the whole time on the way up. So, it's like, I don't know what's going on. All right, cool. This is a good way to start the night. We'll see how what the rest of it goes. Then we pick up to the next race. Like, it's only... It, it can only get better from here. Yeah. That I was I was so excited. Oh, God. Will you guys to get second. I was so proud of you guys. Will looked just, like a basset hound puppy that just got kicked, is what he looked like. <laughs> All right, so let's tell the next story, Racer. I'm going to tell it. Okay, so... Hey, man, you weren't even there. Let's keep going. So we go to the second I can tell it faster than all you guys. Yeah, well, no. So, the second race. Do I need to tell this one? Because I was the one that... Anyway. No. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's start off this one with... Could you get the bike started? No, I couldn't get the bike started. But that Was, was that Will's bike? No, it was Will's bike, but I'm not going to blame Will. Because the bike's, what, 87? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not going to blame Will on that. It just the bike wouldn't start. 
So I'm pushing the bike up the staging, trying to kick, trying to kick, won't start. Well, you probably flooded it. I probably did flood it. <laughs> <laughs> kick, 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 That's won't start, won't start, won't start. So I'm like, shit. So I get all the way, so I, I'm pushing the staging, kick, kick, won't start. So two guys that were racing the pro, class, the pro bike class were like, Put your feet up, put it in second. I'm like, all right, cool. They start pushing. Oh, me. they told they, you to put it in yeah, second? Yeah, they told me to put it in second. Yes. Sit there. I bump started. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm I was bump. so proud of you when you bump started that. Oh, I was yeah. like, Yeah. Yes, it was. Not, no, anyway, that one, that one, maybe, but not, no. So I'm sitting on the line. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm in the back. That's fine with me. I didn't start the bike. I didn't need to get the line up. That's fine. I'll start in the back. So. I'm in the back, watching for the light and everything. He points. All right, cool. The guy in front of me was a KX65. Was that what it was? Yes. I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> KX65. You'll, we'll link the video. It was something green. It was right about here. Yeah. <laughs> so the, K, the guy in the KX65 is sitting there. I mean, it, he's flapping his elbow. trying. looks like he's about to try to fly. Like, it, it looks like a 12-year-old on like Red Bull. Like, just bouncing his green bike. Yeah. Bouncing his elbow up and down trying to get a good start. I'm like, and the back of my mind goes, he's going to flip this damn thing. So I'm like. Let's run right into let's, him. No. <laughs> no. What, how you're told in road He's going to flip it. I'm going to run right into him. Watch no, this. No, if he flips it. <laughs> oh, wait. Hey, if he dumps the clutch and he comes up and you get a good start, you're going to go past him before he gets anywhere. So if there's a wreck there, go toward him because it's not going to be there anymore, right? Okay. So, <laughs> no. if there's a wreck, go straight to it. Go at it because <laughs> it's really fast. If the wreck is happening, hold your line because it's going to be out of the way by the time you get there. So, how'd that work for you? Hang <laughs> on a minute. So, the video, yes. the video shows he dumps the clutch, and this isn't from me, my perspective, it's from Richard because Richard was very next one. As the wheel comes up. Hold up, you need to. It comes over and it catches Richard in the head and on the shoulder. So as it catches him, Wait, it hit Richard's head. It hit Richard in the shoulder and the head. His dirt bike. Bop. Yeah. Up. The front wheel, over. front forks, everything comes over, hits him, and bounces off and catches me as I'm coming past. So he hits me and he he's trying to ride it or whatever, and I'm trying. I'm just in the throttle, like maybe it'll let go and I'll get going. No. This dude takes me out and puts me in the infield. So I'm, <laughs> and I'm in the infield, can't get off. He just kind of... I can't like, get out! Like, like, no. XR100 is right on top of me. No. It's so <laughs> so, no. It's so heavy! He, walk, he walks away from it and takes me down with it. I'm sandwiched between a KX65 and an XR100. I'm on the pipe of the KX65. I'm like, okay, it's getting a little hot now. Like, can someone please get this XR100 off of me? Because I can't do anything where I'm sandwiched. They pick the bike like up. Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, somebody get, like, damn it, somebody come get me off, get this shit off me. Somebody so, deserve a sticker for saving it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so anyway. take, a, take a picture, put it on, yeah, you saved the turtle. That's, yeah. that's funny. So, it started first kick. When I picked it up, kicked it, and took it off, came back through. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there, I'm mad as hell because I just got taken out. I'm like, all right, whatever, here we go. It's more embarrassing than angry. Right? I was angry and embarrassed right. at the same time. Right. But it, because it's one of those things where it's like... Everybody's been looking at you trying to start the bike already. Yeah, everybody's, I'm like, okay, luckily it started... Like, what if this guy laps everybody? Yeah, no, I wish. But anyway, so <laughs> go back around, line back up. I'm like, all right, cool. There's nobody in front of me, so all right, sweet. I'll, because you had to restart the race. Because we have to restart the race there because it's right off the beginning. And 
if you look at the video, there's a fire right there because I just sit, let the lit the fuel on fire that was landed. All right, fine. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, there's a dead shot. There's nobody in front of me. If I get a halfway decent start, I can jump in and be in the middle of everything, and here we go. Oh, so, you were. Yeah, oh. I was right in the middle of everything. So I light goes green. I dump the clutch. I'm full tilt. Let's go. I go diving into turn one. I'm right behind this one. I'm like, got it right here. All right, cool. Rear brake. Here we go. This one comes up. I go off over here. I'm in the air. I'm on the whoa, ground. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pause. You came in on me. Wait, wait. wait I, so I, I hang on, hang on, hang on. your front wheel. Hang on. For, wait, wait, one second. So oh, you, you guys are saying, so you guys are saying on the restart yes. of the pit bike class, pit bike class. Yes, yes. you guys Re-down. are going into turn one, one, Yes. and you guys are in fourth and fifth place? I guess. Sure, why not? Something like that. So fourth and fifth place, who is on the inside? I'm on the inside. All right, who is on the outside? He's on the outside. So who is in front? Who is in front? He's in front. On the outside? On the outside, yes. And you were on the inside? I'm on the inside, yes. And we're at, and go on. I'm diving in like, hey, I've got a good run. I can dive in. He's going to sit there and be, I'll get in there and, you know, go through whatever. Fine. Dives in, he catches the front wheel just because of the way the line wait, was, whatever. Wait, wait, wait. That, that, that's like Shut a, up. <laughs> shut your mouth. That's like hey, a, let let him him a pat on the back and a kick in the ass. So, he was running his line. He was running his and line. And I'm in there. I'm from in front of me. I'm right there. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm talking gonna, flat tracks. So anyway, so we go diving in, and again, racing accident, whatever, nobody's fault, fine, whatever. I dive in, he cut, he slams the door on me, I catches my front wheel, I'm off over here, flying around, <laughs> pick the bike up, park it over on the side, and I'm like, I'm you, fucking you, done. I'm not messing with this shit. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I've already crashed done. twice. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not trying <laughs> anymore. I've crashed twice. I'm done. So, and he says alcoholics are quitters. So where'd the rest he, of you come after from? After two crashes, I'm done. You can't, okay. you can't in turn one. Yeah, I can't in turn one. <laughs> I was like, oh, and, I met, and, I, and I never even saw him nope. there. He didn't I see never me even saw. Him. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I never saw him sitting there against the wall. I ran the race. Yeah. And we come off and go back to the pits. And I was like, "What place did you take? I didn't see you." I was okay. back to the fucking wall. So Brandon, he was parked on the wall watching. Yeah. Okay, so Brandon, had the best so, seat. I did have the best seat in the house. <laughs> You're welcome. I know. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of redemption. I had the best seat in the house to watch you loop it coming on turn four. I did. <laughs> I did. So I when you did that, that, when you did that, I went serves him right. Yeah, he's like, oh. <laughs> I swear to God, he was I went, waiting. Serves him right. And yeah. Hoping something happened to you. See, anyway, so see, Brandon, tell us, uh, tell us your interpretation of this race. Quickly. Oh, as I fast had, as you can. I had a great start coming into fourth place. Come, yeah. Coming into fourth place, as we're, as we're all lined up, you were on the outside, and you got a great. Well, I you got a great. Outside. I was dead middle. Okay, so you're I dead was middle. Dead center of the track. Yeah, and and uh, man, somebody showed up. We, we're getting some people out there. Yeah, who, who want to race? Okay, so you're dead middle. So I'm dead center, and I see, boom, uh, Faulkner. Faulkner takes off. Man, he, that bike was quick. Yeah, it was. And then you were gone. Richard was out in front of me. I got third. I'm, I'm racing my line, and I take nor- my normal my normal position to turn one. I see nobody peripherally, so I go in, and then I feel this rub, as if something was hitting my back tire. 
See, he didn't say this after we got done. Because he said, I didn't feel anything. No, 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 no. I said, I felt it. I didn't know who it was. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, I feel... Wait, I feel no, that's not exactly... You just... I feel contact, right? Okay. I feel contact. And I just I go in. I keep my line. Like, like we did yeah. at, at, at uh, Winchester. When, you, when we went to turn one side by side, and there was contact, right? We went, we went through. <laughs> See, that was different because we were like elbow to elbow, side by side. Well, yeah. I, <clears throat> still, I was... This is the excite bike, take the guy out that you don't want to race anymore move. That's <laughs> the way that ended up. <laughs> no, what this is, this is the click. You came down on me, or... That's racing. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. It was, I, went, I went wide. Yeah. I, 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 took, I, took, I took my line. I didn't see any other bikes around, so I just, I just rode my line. And I felt a blip, and... Just fell off. Yeah. Whatever. I'll I mean, that, that, that's passing somebody on a yellow, by the way. We don't want to leave that part. That, was, that was after the uh, being <laughs> taken out. That's how that happened. What are you talking about? <laughs> you pass Richard on the yellow. He's got video evidence. We'll post it later. Let's hey, go. it's fine because he got him back at the end of the race. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Last anyway. lap of the last turn. Last lap, last turn. He looped it. No, 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 no. It no, was no. white flag lap. Coming up to the white flag. Yeah. It was white flag oh, lap. Oh, yeah. 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 Fell pretty hard. Fell pretty hard. I'm anyway. glad we're going slow on little bikes. Yeah. I put my chest on the crossbar. <laughs> and that's yeah. what made the phone go. It's not recorded anymore. <laughs> if you yeah, if you clean that carburetor, you'd go hey, faster you on slower bikes. <laughs> so on that note, Michael, have you gone flat track racing before? <laughs> no. You want to go? That is not really. You know, uh, dirt bikes have never never uh, really were present in, in uh, kind of growing up or any of that. So I just kind of jumped at an early age right into sport bikes and then really came out of the scene for a long period of time, really really uh, was involved in automotive. Uh, uh, so I, I had been in that field for you know nearly half my life at that point. And well, then, you know, just to say, cut in there, you can take this thing out flat tracking, they've got a hooligan class. <laughs> yeah. Street yeah. Nah, I'm not going to let you do that. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know about no, that. No, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I've vetoed that idea. <laughs> But no, then, um, you know, maybe about uh, around six years ago or so, I uh, just started um, kind of phasing out of, of automotive. I, I, honestly, altogether, technically, I was shifting out of that hands-on career and, and getting, at that point, it was more of, became more of a desk job. So I was kind of living the, the cube life, if you will. And, um, you know, so there really wasn't much at that point other than trying to make a change. And so... You know, I, I had all the tools already from all the years of turning wrenches, and you know, motorcycles have always been kind of that, you know, that back door in my mind of, of wanting to, to walk through it, and just never had that chance. And then I just pretty much sat there, you know, monotonously at my desk, like I got to do something. So went out, got a bike, and uh, I figured uh, just kind of start seeing what'll happen, and and. Uh, Kind of went from there. Speaking of back door, shut up. Oh, geez. <laughs> Did I tell you about turn one? <laughs> I felt somebody knocking on the Yeah, door. but um, really. Your back tire ran into somebody's front tire. They also raised pit bikes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to, the, back to the real reason why we're first. Yeah, but, um, but, you know, kind of my start into really bike building and riding and that motorcycle life came a little bit later in life 
and it probably I would say came more non-traditionally in that you know I didn't have parents I, I have an uncle or two you know that would ride and, and so forth but nobody in my immediate family that would really you know get into it so anyway at that time I had already been kind of you, you've heard of those people who um, you know take small things on Craigslist trade up trade up trade up yeah, and so yeah upward flipping or upward trade. Will has an entire business for that yeah, <laughs> well, every bike I've owned the last three years. Has yeah, been that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, I did exactly that. I started out with like small broken lawn equipment, and it would end up turning into cars. And then I had several vehicles and trucks and so forth. And then one day, I just kind of said, "We're going a new direction." So I sold that stuff and then started doing the same thing with motorcycles. So I'd you know find these little rehab projects, flip and flip and flip, and I ended up with a big storage unit full of these different bikes. And then, you know, fix it up, get it running, selling, get new equipment, get a lift, you know, get a new welder, you know, start ending up with some really good, serious metalworking equipment. And then, you know, before you know it, I started going more towards classic. So I'd pick up 60s, 70s Suzuki's old cafe bikes, you know, the, the, uh, the almighty, you know, Yamaha SX650, mm -hmm. you know, one of my favorites, you know, through the 70s and early 80s, beautiful, bike. very classic bobber-like bikes. And then, you know, and then I, I was introduced to the, uh, I fell into an SV650 one day. And so first, yeah, I, do hate <laughs> well, I tell you, I mean, I just, I had a blast riding mine and, and I got, I think I traded like a welder and a grinder and for this kind of rundown 2002 first gen SV. And um, so I kind of turned that into a street fighter and that's where my three categories of I still build today, it's been cafes and bobbers primarily to this point. The one I brought today is going to be the last bobber-like segment that I do probably for just a few years. And then the SV came into another SV out in uh, Little Rock and uh, met up with a guy who met me halfway from, I think it was Texas or something, and um, who was uh, kind of like a salvage bike supplier or what have you. One of those uh, eBay teardown shop yeah. kind of deals anyway. But he was legitimate, had a title, had, you know, had the, all the right stuff. And so I decided to get a parts bike from there, and um, that's basically what's underway for this next build to release, uh, I would say, probably the beginning of June is kind of the anticipated finish date. We'll see. I mean, yeah. as you know, I, I mean, if you've, you've built bikes before, you run into hiccups and problems along the way. Sometimes you have business relationships or vendors that don't really work out every time, and so you got to make a shift. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I had just kind of done that, and, you know, the one, as far as where I'm at right now, Right now, I'm kind of in my travel season, so I'm not spending too much time in the shop uh, as much as I am going to all the local shows and uh, just kind of traveling mostly around little, uh, Middle Tennessee. And uh, there's a Louisville thing that's coming up that uh, I just found out, uh, unfortunately, I won't qualify for because the one I brought today was, is uh, too new uh, for the vintage uh, show that they have. And then... Um, then we've got, as you probably already know, the, the barber is coming up yep, here in, in Birmingham, yep. right? Big yes. deal, big deal, huge, huge show, deal. huge deal. So I tried making a few calls. I tell you, when you go onto their website, if you haven't been onto the museum website, it is cumbersome. I mean, yeah. they clearly promote the museum and everything, but as far as finding out how you can get, you know, enter your bike into a specific class. Yeah. Anyway, I was talking to um, 
I forget that it's uh, the company's called Zoom. It's like a marketing yeah, company. Yeah, uh, you and I, I can tell you some horror stories about Zoom. Yeah, and so Zoom does all these segments for like Ace Cafe Corner, and then they do the VGMC with the vintage Japanese motorcycles. Yep. And anyway, and so you have to try and find and hook up with these different uh, segments in order to get your, your bike in there. And so I was unable to find, at least in that so far, I, I still have yet to look into it, but. Anyway, as you know, you know, finding local hotel arrangements, camping arrangements, something, uh, you know, they fill up quickly. Yeah. You know, it is, uh, I want to say, probably one of the biggest shows in the U.S. It's the for, biggest vintage swap meet that you can Exactly, if, yeah. At least in the southeast, it might be the biggest in the country. Yeah. I don't know how it compares to the one in Mid-Ohio. I'm pretty sure it's bigger than the one in Mid-Ohio. I believe it is. I'm I mean, you've sure got, I mean, you've got your really big classic ones like the Born Free Show in California yeah. and Sturgis and Daytona. Huge shows, all yeah. those very huge shows, big players show up, you know. And I thought, oh, it'd be great to kind of take this build to one of the big shows. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just starting to do more like uh, across the border of Tennessee traveling. Yeah. And I thought maybe I could find a segment where a custom class. Yeah. So you know, I could be in and next to the bigger players. So. I haven't been doing it, you know, I, you know, as I mentioned before, have a normal uh, Monday through Friday job, and then I do this, so it takes me uh, in the weekends, this, this particular build took approximately 640 to 45 hours up to this point with all the welding, grinding, fabrication, and yeah. making things fit and so forth, um, but we'll, you know, we'll see how it works, you know, as time goes, if I can get into a show where some of the bigger players, specifically... Uh, magazines and and we'll see I know like I was describing earlier we've got some photo shooting maybe some videography in the future with this um, you know kind of you know really excited about it to see what happens so there's some features you know every time I go into one of uh, my my builds I will do I uh, just countless hours of research yeah. you know and um, you know I'll be looking Google images there's all sorts of forums and you know, believe it or not, Pinterest is actually a, a good resource to find. Pinterest you know, it's not is just it is fantastic. You know, it had that rap in the beginning, like yeah. it's all girly, and it, yes, it is. You know, but, but there's a not. yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> yeah, and so there's my wife. You know, describe so she knows we'll be having yeah. He had he had to learn how to make toilets before he could get any ideas. Right, like right, oh. yeah. So we don't have oh, all these little kid doily. Please. Yeah. Uh, so, Don't kill the oh, man. But you know, uh, bless my wife's patience. You know, because she just you know we'll be trying to have a, a an important conversation, and I'll be sitting there googling images of, of different motorcycles of things that have been done before that maybe I can take one step further yeah. or make it of some different material, but not recreate something that's been already done. Duplicating is not really not really my jam. Yeah. So. Really, so yeah, I'll put a good month, sometimes maybe even three months in advance of just kind of collecting images to get the general scope. I'll sketch something out, kind of like a blueprint, if you will. And, uh, you know, you find, I wanted to try, at least on this one anyway, to bridge a bit of a gap between the bobber realm and the um, kind of rat builds that they have out there. Yeah. You know, you'll find some that do like aircraft parts, train right. parts. In my case, some tractor parts. But nothing's wired on or painted red. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. really yeah. rusted. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, and so, I mean, the patina look thing is, is really great. And, you know, I thought about going. I, I have uh, some close friends of mine who are recommending kind of that patina look. And, and, and could have uh, kept the seat 
Well, the patina works well with certain bikes. It does. Yeah. It does. Build it around the patina. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, you know, there's a certain amount of care that comes with that, with clear coating to mm -hmm. maintain that. It's a very high maintenance, and yeah. so I figured for something that I would go this far, uh, just past that, you know, beyond the barber kind of category, and a little bit into the wrap, where that blend wouldn't be. You know, I wanted kind of a, a feel of classiness, and that's what you get. One of the things you'll, you'll, you probably won't notice, there's actually no paint on the entire bike. The entire thing's uh, powder-coated. Powder that's oh, all powder-coated. Really? Yeah, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. And, Can we uh, showcase this bike a little bit? Let's move a little closer. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, you'll know. Yeah, so one of the, I guess I'll kind of start out and just going from the, the front to the back, but to note that the the bike is actually titled as a 2004 uh, Shadow 600, and, and it's basically just that from the tank straight down to the ground through the engine. All of that is from the original uh, 2004, and then when I cut the bike basically in half right past the tank, I did a 10 and a half inch stretch, and then incorporated approximately a two inch lower into that stretch of the frame and then the back rear set is 1995 shadow 600 uh, and that's why the sprocket it had in the 95 uh, year it had more of that industrial look compared to the uh, ovalic like holes it had for the sprockets of the 04 to keep it with that feel but then the rear fender is actually 2002 shadow 750 uh, and then kind of uh, incorporated within the the structure of the the frame to be able to handle that width because the 600s were a little bit uh, more narrow. Now, one of our viewers, Jordan, he says that you made the right decision by not doing a patina look on this bike. By not doing the what? Our patina. Oh yeah, bike. right. Yeah, him and I had a good conversation about that just because of kind of some of the maintenance and so forth. But anyway, then jumping up to the front. Uh, the entire headstock all the way down and, and through the brakes is 2001 Shadow 600 and then with the exception of the handlebars which is really nothing more than a flip down uh, Shadow 750 handlebar so uh, as you can see kind of took the risers from the the upward uh, mounts here flipped them down perpendicularly and then took off. It gives you the clearance between yeah, the tank? Yeah that's what gives me the clearance so I didn't have to pound out any of those indents like mm -hmm. you normally see kind of on the cafe racers. Now here's a question for you. Your clamps. Yes. What are they? Clip-ons. The, the clip-ons uh, that you would, uh, I was going to use in the very beginning, kind of through the mm -hmm. side and then maybe do those indents. I figured, okay, well I'll just take the tubes out, flip them inward, and then was able to take the risers with uh, a lock bolt on the back, or nut, excuse me. And then, you know, I still have some of the, uh, uh, the flex from the, the rubber, the rubber that right. can help with that road vibration a little bit because to help with the approximate two inch drop in the frame, I also did, you know, as you can see, lower the headstock here to make the bottom of the frame nice and level all the way until it starts to head up towards the, the rear set. Nice. But I've always been a, f been a fan of kind of that turned down board track, like 1920s, 30s. Uh, racing where they, they have the handlebars down like that. You need solid white tires for that, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was, you know, going with white walls was a, a thought, you know, but, you know, and then I had this, someone suggested, why don't you do one of those, what do they call that, murder, blackout? Yeah, blackout, like, blackout, 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 blackout,
there's a, a kind of a level of classiness that you can't really get. I mean, it's cool, yeah. sellable, and it's it's kind of a thing, you know, for certain things. It all merges together. Yeah. You know, yes. Like what I love about this bike is the amount of chrome that's on it plus the amount of high gloss black. Yes. I think it's the perfect. It's a good amount. contrast. Yeah, and uh, you know, and there was thoughts, you know, because I had done, uh, I had put black rear turn signals and, and blacked out tail. I was like, you know. The, the way the flow would go as you kind of pepper the chrome across is that it's kind of consistent as it flows from front and, and into the back. Yeah. And, and that way it's not, you know, uh, too dark in the back and then it's overly shiny towards the front, you know, and that thought was, okay, well, what if Honda woke up one day and just kind of had that wild hair, like, let's just do something really different with the shadows, because as you guys probably know, the shadows have kind of done the same thing forever and ever and ever. Never, yeah. never, never, ever, and pretty much, you yeah. know. And hey, they're reliable, they work, and um, you know, go with it, you know. So, um, but anyway, there's a few features in addition to kind of the, the Frankenstein effect that I've just described. The front license plate, you know, I just there's a, a certain part of that. Uh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. The um, you know, the whole ton up uh, '60s British kind of style or what have you, just kind of love that, but it did it in a, um, instead of such a large sweeping front plate, a little bit mm -hmm. more, again, kind of tasteful, classy, just quaint enough to make that work. F was able to find the same font with the font that Tennessee puts on their plates and then just basically put the same numbers up front. That's right, that's right. So I dig that. Did you, yeah. did you weld those yes. yourself? Yes. All, uh, all, the, all the welding was, was done by me. Lots, fair amount of grinding too with a few mistakes along the way, but Either way, it all it all worked out. Yeah. So I guess on, on the front, I guess you had to strip that down and weld the um, weld the front yes. plate on there, and then you yes. had that. Uh, well, yeah. I, I had taken like a like a template like this as as I would do sometimes with cardboard or, or other like just on a piece of a sheet of paper, and I found these these um, kind of two two round stock bars here just on on some other material that I had, and just thought, okay, we'll just do this and and do a template, and then put it on a you know just a piece of sheet metal and uh, you know cut it out and made it match just the, the contour of the front fender yeah I think that sets so, it off yeah that, that was the, when, right when you pull it out of the trailer that was the first thing mm -hmm. I noticed yeah I think that yeah. makes it completely different than anything oh. yeah that's that's funny a lot of people will notice like, hey is that a tractor seat that's always like the number one thing yes it's a 1940s tractor seat but that can't be comfortable believe it or not it actually is I mean you know, it maybe not so much when you're riding around Nashville. But well, they were made to sit on tractors for a long yeah. time. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> a long time. But the, the contour of it really kind of, it really works. You know, yeah, it's metal. There's no cushion there, you know. But the contour, really, at least with my legs, it works works out real well. So um, what's really different, just the, uh, not just about the seat itself and that I've hardtailed the frame because they came, all the, the, the shadows came with that single shock that's under yeah. the, in the center right under the seat. And so a lot of the common builds, and this went into consideration as I was researching what direction I wanted to go with, was that they do these, I call them soft tail bobbers, mm -hmm. um, you know, where the back will still have that suspension capability. And then they'll usually put those uh, one or two different types of springs under, you know, that leather, uh, uh, pounded out leather tooled seat that they, they commonly do. And I just... That just wasn't the direction. I, I felt that, you know, that's been overdone already. Yeah. So then uh, my wonderful father-in-law had this trailer rotting in his backyard. And I thought, oh, hey, let's just go ahead and cut the leaf springs off them and have them chrome. Absolutely. And that'll go ahead and suspend the, uh, the, the seat. Uh, and that's worked out. You know, 
I had a few few learning things about what it could take, you know, because I'm about 170-ish pounds or so, so I would think somewhere around that 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 realm, you know, it would be able to withstand. But I tried a few different mounts, sat on it, bent them out, sat on it again, bent them out again. I was like, okay, well, we got to come with something that'll hold, you know, that much leverage, uh, you know, about 150 to 200 pounds sitting on this thing and not just bend down and start hitting the frame, you know, at the first pothole that comes along. How's your left to right stability? Uh, I mean, great. I mean, you know, it's not as easy as like riding on a cruiser because of how low you're sitting. I mean, I'm just, I'm just referring to your seat. Oh, great. I mean, great. Yeah, yeah I mean, because it's, it's you, you can't see it, but actually under, right under here in the center, there is a, a squared off U-bolt that I, I had custom bent and chromed, uh, but it keeps the uh, everything, you know, nice and solid as far mm -hmm. as the, 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 the way the springs are, are mounted in here. And then the bolt and nut assembly that's on here is, is pretty strong. And then to help with some and of right the back the and right forth. Spot. Yeah, right <laughs> in the center. Yeah, pretty much. Believe it or not, I mean, you, you naturally have a hump under mm -hmm. here where you're sitting. But, and then these two guys keep from any sort of uh, fore and aft action that yeah. would happen there. Now, one thing I've noticed, pretty much every bobber build has their oil can, fake oil can that they use for the battery yep. electrical box. Yep. I see you've got a bag. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the things that I had not seen before. Um, I had seen people put them in ah, sorry, large, yes. like, Heineken cans. You see them put them in oil cans, paint cans. Mm -hmm. I had yet to Pony see... Cans, yes, exactly. Yeah. You've seen them, too, which are, which are pretty neat looking. i got to give them that. Um, but I have never seen one where all the electronics are just encased in leather. And, you know, it kind of, it poses a little bit of an issue, you know, if you were to ride in the rain, this bike wasn't really intended to be ridden, you know, ridden in the rain, rather. So, uh, but, you know, it, it, it works, you know, it worked out really well. I was able to, one of, one of the, uh, towards the end issues is that it created such a gap, it looked like something was missing. So, I mean, when you have like the 60s cafe bikes, you know, the look is get that blank triangle that happens, you know, in front of the, yeah, yeah, that was a really big trendy thing. On this, it looked weird because the seat was, when you're looking at it, when nobody's sitting on it and it's, you know, unsprung, then there's this big gap in here and you're seeing this chain and I thought, well, how can we, how can we, you know, kind of fill it out a little bit? And I had all sorts of interesting thoughts about doing like a, like a, like a, a flask mount in front of the rear fender or something where you could store your alcohol for transportation something Which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and some for uh, in some yeah. of my uh, <laughs> yeah pretty much there there was uh, a few other really nifty ideas as far as like using Jack Daniel's bottles uh, where you can take and do a recessed indent here where you could store your flask there or doing a, a beer bottle mount I cut out here and do a recess where you could put your can up there or something Mostly, I mean, obviously for display and, and yeah. so on. But, um, yeah, so that was... Yeah, because with the suicide shift, you don't even want to try to drink a Coca-Cola yeah. while... <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, now that's, yeah, that's probably the most um, intricate thing that I have, have changed up as far as the shifting is concerned. So, you know, as in, you know, with every bike here, you know, the shifting is normally on the left. Mm -hmm. And you have with the linkage that goes from that... Uh, foot shifter is normally horizontal so in the bottom of the cover uh, there's a cutout that accommodates that but if you want to do as I did and go vertical with it and then shoot to the other side I had to cut out kind of a 90 degree uh, square in order to make room for that that shifting action so in this pattern 
unlike the newer ones, it's just one down and three up as a four speed. So I created this kind of throughway hinge that I welded onto the frame and then used some of the same components from the original shifter system and then basically cut a handlebar set up that. Say, like yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly what that is. It's, it's yeah. actually the same handlebar as this one from another shadow that I had. But you love looking at things and going, that might work. Yeah, yeah. I look at the curvature. It's like that's one more thing I don't have to bend. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so, and it was already chromed, you know. Mm -hmm. So I figured, oh, perfect. So went ahead and and, and uh, you know welded an end onto this. So I had uh, with a castle nut and a. Uh, like a little safety lock pin so it would prevent it from falling off so I'd always have you know security of the shift but then it had just enough of a bend in the actual lever where I could avoid hitting the uh, exhaust rack so it wouldn't you know tear that up along the way but uh, really the the main idea was that I knew I wanted to go with a suicide shifter but I wanted it on the right side uh, because you know when you have everything on the left you have a weak spot where you could you know you could be blown over or, I mean you could yeah. fall you always have to keep one foot off the ground if you have the the foot press clutch and then you're shifting with that more um, you know you always got to hold the clutch if the clutch lever is actually on the uh, the shifter which is which is uh, also very common this so I mean so, so so in short you're saying that on, on this side, this is your this is your clutch yeah. side over here? Yeah, right here, just so, traditional controls. So, but you have to actually, when you shift gears, you have to pull the clutch in, let off the gas, and reach over correct. and shift a gear. That's correct. Right? Yeah, it's basically exact same concept. It's just like, it's like shifting a tr uh, three on the tree on an old, you know, Ford truck or something. Yeah. It just takes an extra two, three seconds mm -hmm. for you to get there. I've become pretty quick at it because I'm very used to riding it. And, and uh, you know, when I jump bike to bike, sometimes... You know, I have happened, you know, where I'm riding along and then I, I push with my left foot and oh, you know, there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, that happened in the beginning, but now that I, I toggle from bike to bike, it's it's pretty quick. If I'm in heavy traffic and I need to get moving along, yeah, it's clutch in, you know, pop back real quick and, and forward. So I may not have that coolness of the kick shift that's kind of really trending, you know, now with the hipsters and so forth, but you know, nobody, I haven't seen anybody else who has who Take. can reach under the leg. Yeah. So Take when you say when you say um, you know like downshifting like you know three on the tree, mm -hmm. when the first thing that I thought about when I saw this bike was um, uh, the first thing I noticed was the you know the front fender, but the seat being the tractor seat, I actually grew up learning how to drive a tractor. So driving a tractor comes naturally to me. And then the second thing that I saw was the gear shifter on the right side, mm -hmm. and I knew that wasn't a suicide clutch because you still got the clutch on your handlebar. Yep. So this is opposite of a suicide clutch, which would be on the left side, correct? Right. On the Harleys. So they ride, but they have their, the reason it's on the left because they've got their gas. Yep. So they can clutch and shift. But yep. you still have a clutch, so you're clutching, that's why you can let off the gas and reach down and shift right. gears like an old tractor. Right, and I've seen so I think those, that's great. I think yeah, that's really cool. I've seen on those Harleys, I, I saw, a, a demonstration I think on YouTube one time where they have you know they've got the the big belt that goes to the transmission but there's some type of like something below like a centrifugal clutch kind of yeah. like on a go-kart but way more you know heavy-duty uh, where it, if it drops below like 12 13 or 1500 rpm it releases just enough to allow you to shift and then you can re-accelerate and get back on on the fuel hmm. I, I thought that was kind of interesting how they did it because there wasn't really I, I want to say, at least the YouTube video that I had, had seen, 
there wasn't like a, a clutch, you just let it off, let it rev down. When it gets to a certain point, they have a little lever right on the, on the shifter case and you can just sort of go with it. Now, obviously I don't have a setup like that because it's, you know, with Honda, it's all in one. Right, so you're saying the difference between the, uh, the jockey shifter on a Harley-Davidson and uh, the way yours is set up, the Harley-Davidson is actually a clutch on the left side that disengages um, no, it's know, just the, the shifter. Concerned. The clutch is actually integrated in with that moving um, the other the uh, the driven side of the transmission. There is some oh, okay. type of centrifugal clutch in there that will then go into the gear set and then you know drive the chain on the opposing side. But you just let the engine RPM drop and then you can shift. Well, their pattern's different. I think it's forward for them, maybe one back. Well, the same is true even on the Hondas where, of course, a little difficult because you have to have your right hand to do the throttle input. You know? <coughs> right. If you, if you were to preload that uh, a shift lever and just roll the throttle off, it'd slide right into place, at least in yeah. the upshift. Yeah. But kind of hard for your right hand to do it at all. Yeah, yeah. Only, but also while we're talking about a huge difference between you know, Harley Davidson, some of the metrics is the metrics have uh, their left side drive, You've got a chain on the side, the Harley's got the primary on the side, and the output is on the right side. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, yep. big difference. Yeah, but I, I like how this turned out because it is like driving a tractor, you know, or, you know, three on the tree. You got your clutch on your left, you got your shifting on the right. Yep. I think that's cool. Yeah. Is yeah. this a bike you would ride with? Yeah. I'll ride it right now. <laughs> <laughs> he just said it's not meant to be ridden in the rain. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We just but had that conversation before. Sure. I want to yeah. see the ergonomics, and you built this to fit you, yeah? Can, uh, yeah. Can you, can you throw your leg over yeah, it and see how... Uh, kind of my stature, anyway. see how this ride is? Yeah. And so you'll, you know, take over, you know, right over the, the lever here. It always goes right under the right side knee, and then the external fuel gauge, just want to be careful of that. And, um, you know, when you lift up, there's just more than enough room to swing forward, mm -hmm. you know, when you're going downshifting. And then back, so as uh, he was describing, you know, pulling the clutch, bring it back. It, and it's, the action is, is really short, believe it. I mean, the lever looks fairly long, yeah. but you really don't ha have to do much more than just kind of tap it back. Yeah. I created enough of uh, a lever on the opposing side to create more of a swing. Uh, and that way, this lever wouldn't have to go so far forward as I'm shifting down or coming to the stoplight of an intersection where I'm, you know, jamming up against this this uh, wrap back here on on the rear exhaust pipe. Uh -huh. So, yeah, so uh, that worked out fairly well. I was I was surprised. I had there were some adjustments that needed to be made in in the very beginning, but you know, it just sort of all worked out. If I just kind of kept on with it, and then. Did a little bit of research to try and find, you know, these are the, the classic pegs that came with the 2004s. And I think they used them for several years and then kind of found some matching ones or the closest I could find that would match. And then just bought two sets of them so all of the pegs and, and grips kind of flowed and matched together. What's the reach of the bars like from there? I mean, it looks um, like you kind of go into almost a flying taco with the Kia. Yeah, kind uh -huh. of. You know, it, and it's just... Believe it or not, I mean, you wouldn't want to sit and ride something like this for hours upon hours. But I it mean, looks cool as shit. But yeah, that was, <laughs> that's the goal. Somebody's going to be, I'm hoping, somebody will just be like, oh my gosh, you know, let me sit on that. Or, or hey, you know, you know, what's this going for? I, I, so I need, I need to look like that. Over, you'll get so that a lot. That right. is a good question. <laughs> yeah. What would yeah. you value your, this bike at right now? Well, I don't have to value because I have uh, an appraiser who uh, is also, I have uh, somebody that travels and does it. Uh, right now it's fourteen five. 
is, is what it's valued at. Yeah, that's a great one. How many, and I noticed, uh, you mentioned earlier how many hours you had in it. How many hours was that again? About 646, 45, right, right into it. With, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, honestly, the frame, the, the fit and finish for the frame itself was, was a big part of it, you know, because, you know, I don't have the room or the bandwidth to actually make a full-on jig that you can set up for frames duplicating stuff like that, so... I was just kind of fit and finish with one bar at a time, doing, you know, making sure the, the plug welds were good and solid. And, um, you know, the, the on the inside of these pipes, one of the common things to do with running electrical, especially if you're going to hide a lot of it, is to run the electrical in and through the frame. But I was very concerned just about the rigidity and, and the, you know, doing it in this way that if I hit something real hard, you know the frame would crack or and so forth so I you know I'm not operating with the TIG welder so you know I have a whole lot of faith in the wire welding that I that I do and uh, just wanted to make sure it was a hundred percent because you know once that breaks I mean shows over you know so um, so this was this was really good this you know I'm, I'm very happy with the way the frame uh, among other things had turned out and um, you know I really learned a lot in this build you know and then, you know, with the pipes and the wrap, I wanted kind of a touch of gold to kind of blend a little bit, you know, with the accent of, I knew the, the fuel line on the side was going to start to turn yellow or amber because of the, you know, ethanol and stuff that's in the fuel. And, uh, you know, and then put some fluttering flaps on, on the exhaust after I did a little 45 up. These are just basically some old Vance and Hines straight pipes that basically I had and, you know, cut them up and then went on, like I said, that 45, put a little chrome uh, clamps to the front and the back to keep them from unraveling. And then also as you're looking through kind of that blankness of, of the gap in between the frame, uh, as the engine would start and the exhaust would flutter, it would kind of distract from that blankness and, and capture you there. Yeah, does it make a noise when it uh, flaps on and off? Uh, no, not really. Believe it or not, the exhaust tone is loud enough where you really don't hear. There's no clankety clanking yeah. kind of. You know, I made sure that there was just enough of a gap where they could freely and and they literally just float and flutter like that. It's it's quite quite quiet. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and just just real quick, let me recap. This is an external fuel gauge. Correct. Yeah. So tell me how this works. Yeah. So the. Shadows, I mean, it, it, some of you may know, they didn't come with fuel gauges. You just kind of had to go off of, you know, I believe there was a year or two that had a light. But, I mean, like most of us with, with this model cruiser, you were just kind of going off the trip meter or your odometer for... And you know, got, you've got on and reserve. So right, yeah, yeah, that, that's still there and present. Gauges. And yeah. uh, I was doing a, some research just about, you know, how they would take it and they would do kind of a zigzag. And I've seen anything as wild as like an upside down Jack Daniels bottle that would come up and you'd have the fuel level. And I was like, you know, the way this heart, you know, this hardtail is going to hit, I could see glass breaking. So, yeah, you know, we won't go that direction. So um, basically this was just a kit that I had found on eBay. I mean, you could honestly get this stuff at, at Home Depot. But, you know, as I'm ordering, going through my parts list and everything, I went ahead. I, I want to say maybe this was about $20, $20 for the the fittings and it came with the hose already and yeah I was sure for the hardware but I mean you had to, yeah. you had to drill holes in your gas tank and fit yeah. these and they don't leak yeah and they the cool thing is they come with the bungs that that uh, bungs. you know yes that they roll into there and so you weld them in and then I kind of ground them down smooth them out 
and then you know just use a little of the um, like plumber's tape to prevent any excess if, if there were to be any uh, to leak yeah and, and I mean I basically this how this works is is as the gas goes down yep the bubble becomes more visible apparent correct yeah and so like right now your gas is sitting right here yeah that's pretty much full levels yeah because I mean the well yeah the bikes kind of tilted down a little bit but um, yeah if the bike were to be completely fat flat it would you know it, it's pretty much full at this point I think that's cool. That's the first time that's actually been explained to me, and I think that's cool. It is yeah, it's kind of super out. simple, <laughs> super super simple concept, and and uh, it was fun. It was fun. There was a lot of lot of grinding, and, and again, add add to the weld time and fabrication time, and then um, you know the leather straps and stuff that are on it. These are nothing more than than a fancy backpack, leather backpack. It, speaking of which, I should probably describe this. So. Uh, saddlebags and backpacks and, and uh, things that you find strapped to the bike normally are hard bolted or strapped under a seat and they have like leather tethers and things to hold them on but I really wanted something different I hadn't seen where someone had created a, a quick release or detachable saddlebag and I wanted something that was trendy and quick so I created this quick release that was just on a hinge where you can just lift up and you know, take your bag wherever wherever you want to go. Wait, you know? that's amazing. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> right. Can we see the mechanism yeah. right here? Yeah. Can we get that, Chris? Here we put go. Put that on one more time. Yeah. So to put it on, you'll just lift this over these lower hinges here, flip this back over to allow the upper hinge, and then flip it over to lock. It's easy when it's real light, but when it's heavy and you're bouncing around. This actually, when you flip it over, the weight of it will come down. And then just to release, lift up and, and comes right up and off. That's my new favorite part of the bike. Right. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you come up with this on your own? Yeah, this, this, was, this was 100% me. I just wanted to try and come up with something that allowed me to do a, you know, if I, I don't know, if I was driving it to work and I wanted to bring, you know, whatever with me, a laptop or something, I don't have to sit here and take the laptop out and carry it in. I can just grab my briefcase and or my backpack in this case. So, yeah, how many times have you bring it to work? Uh, maybe twice. I don't know. You know, I had to wait for the maybe twice or three times. I I, I think, but um, er, in the earlier on stages, just because I work very close to home, mm -hmm. so I figured I would ride it. You know, sure. a very short distance, but only when the weather's you know pretty much perfect. So. Well, our resident uh, cruiser rider, Eeyore, who's not here tonight, uh, he has said that he likes this bike very much. Yeah. Yeah, who owns a uh, Shadow 750. Yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, he very does. cool. And a Rebel cool. Very cool. Yeah, so, I mean, other than that, it's just been kind of stored indoors. And, uh, you know, I always say, like, uh, you know, I dry clean the bike uh, <laughs> about once a month. Yeah. <laughs> so I sprayed, you know, new stuff to get the dust. What kind of hangers are you using to run under the dry cleaning business? <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Nowhere near as big as what was done on the powder coat. Time out for the bad dad joke. Yeah. I, re I really <laughs> like this bike. The, I like the, the amount of black to chrome to gold accent that you have on here. And I really like the, the choice of the brown leather that you went with. Yeah, that darker. Yeah, Again, that really kind of helped. Yeah. Yeah. In general, I think bike really works and I really like it and personally I like the the tractor seat and I like how how 
good that leaf spring looks. Like obviously you've had that crown. Did you take yeah. all those leaf springs yeah. off? Yes. Yeah. All. Yeah. Had them cut down basically in half, and then ground down all the pitting from all the rust that took place. And then um, a guy that I use, uh, Josh Short is his name. He's with Hard Chrome Platers. I believe that's in Laverne. And uh, hard, hard chrome platers. Hard chrome platers. Yeah. So it's not hard. Everything that you see is uh, is beauty chrome. So I didn't I didn't go so far. I didn't think necessary to do hard chrome on all of this, but. Uh, you know, it was great because his customer service was outstanding, and uh, you know, I mean, he even admitted he dropped one of the parts, waited two. I had to wait another two days for him to bring it back, but he wasn't going to give it back because his name is on everything, and he knows how frequently I'm at shows and kind of talking about his stuff. Because I mean, once I mean for me anyway, when I develop a relationship, I mean all the way down to my my barber anyway. So if I find somebody that works, I just sort of stick with them. Yeah, see, the missus is shaking her head because she knows how true that is. Um, Dude, and she's like, this guy's so full Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're like, for real. Either way. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I had this barber for, like, four yeah. years or three or four years or something. She moves to, like, Florida. What's and I'm, that? like, all depressed for a damn, like. For moving as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when I, when I get into a relationship, I mean, whether it's to pay more for good work or, you know, to guarantee that, you know, I'd like to think I'm a good customer, but, you know, I mean, they know I've, you know, there's certain standards that need to be met. And, you know, my goal is to kind of go up in the quality with the amount of tooling and time that I have. And it's a passion of mine. And it's nice to compete locally. And it would be even nicer to compete a little bit more nationally once I, once I get to that point. But, I mean... If you don't have good vendors under you, I mean, you know, shitty work is shitty results. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Just, yeah. So I always say, kind of say when I was, when, when I write a little bit about this, that, you know, every, you know, they asked me, you know, is this for business? Are you doing this for yourself? And I said, yeah, you know, I'm a DIY, but it's more of like a DIFY. It's a do it for yourself uh, kind of guy. And, um, you know, hey, if it yields a profit, if I go to sell the bike, hey, that's super. If it doesn't, I, I'm just fine keeping beautiful bike. Yeah, you, know, you got a great bike. I'll, I'll just I'll just keep another yeah. bike, and hey, who wouldn't want? Yeah, this is gonna hurt my feelings to have to keep this. Oh yeah. gosh, you know, <laughs> sue me for you know. But, I mean, it falls right at the end plus one rule. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I will not lose sleep over having another beautiful bike in the garage. And so you, you you mentioned earlier that you compete in a um, a local level, and you'd like to go to a national level. Yeah. Uh, what nice. is the next? step up for you right now um it's more of a, a media presence i suppose you know so i recently founded uh, and this wasn't to pr promote like lucas motorworks or anything like that it was uh so over just as a quick little backstory uh over the last several years you know as i'm describing these vendors and these relationships and these reputable people that i'm interacting with uh, I've been making kind of this this little personal list of who's the powder coater, who's the painter, who's the upholstery person, who's my locksmith, who's my appraiser, photographer, and so forth. Literally from start to finish of raw metals all the way to the end where you would need, maybe need a photographer or like a stated value policy because obviously the goal is to try and, well, in some cases, increase the value of the bike after you've reached you know, the point of, of completion. And um, so, yeah, this, uh, the Middle Tennessee Bike Builders Group, which is uh, pretty much just intended to connect 
uh, people who do it themselves, restorationists, builders kind of like myself, where if you can't do everything in-house, you can get connected with reputable people, you know, maybe even like yourself for like a maintenance standpoint. Yeah, and you said that was Middle Tennessee Bike Welders? Uh, bike Builders. Bike Builders, yeah, yeah. Middle MTBB Tennessee. And uh, the, the Facebook presence is, yeah, Middle Tennessee, M, uh, TN, yeah, Middle TN Bike Builders. And, um, and that's on so, Facebook? Yeah, that's on Facebook. It's uh, a little bit of a celebration. So today we just rolled over our 150th, I think we're on 152 members as of like literally minutes ago don't worry you'll have about five or six more here, sweet yeah that's sweet that's great and um, yeah so I mean I was looking for a site where even though I was already doing these connections with the shows getting to meet people you know I wanted to share that experience with other people who were in the same situation so I mean there's plenty of groups out there for you know area riding and sharing their experiences and so forth but from a more productive based nature um, you know, I wanted to create that atmosphere, and and though the group will never be, you know, to the uh, likely anyway, to the hundreds upon hundreds or, or thousands, but just a group who shares that passion of creating, uh, you know, something of their own. And that's and, cool. You yeah, know? Like that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. It's there's 150 of y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex exactly. I'm sure there's more out there, and that's that's really wonderful. I mean, if you share the passion, I mean, it's it's not a promotional thing. Um, I mean, it never was intended to be, but I mean, uh, you know, I go out and I, whether it's on my lunch hour, after work, on the weekends, if I need to travel out, I'll meet with owners of different shops and, and like I said, specialists of any kind and, you know, get a chance to look at their work, talk to them, are they friendly? I mean, if their nose is up, I'm out. You know, I, I really don't really want to deal with you. Just somebody who's easygoing, puts out good work. If they can make a little money, that's great from people who need the work done. It wasn't, like I said, necessarily as an advertisement. If it can be, that's great. But really, it's just about helping the guy who can't do everything in-house create whatever the Which image are the most of us. Right, right, which is pretty much the, the most of us. And so, yeah, created this site, and I put out a resources list. Um, I think I just updated it to add some new subsections for a few categories. There's even some Harley specific. There's, believe it or not, um, as I now understand, quite a Grom presence. Grom has its own trend, I, I guess, mm -hmm. select riders. There was an, enough of a, a presence for me to create uh, a distributor section for that as well. And what's the uh, what's the website again? Uh, Middle Tennessee Bike Builders. Middle yeah. Tennessee Bike Builders? I'll put the link on the, wait on the garage page. And right. also yeah, yeah. yeah. so I don't really, and, and like I said, I don't, I don't promote... Yes. I don't promote uh, Lucas Motorworks on that. I was never intended to promote my my own brand. Um, it was just for connectivity and and to help you know the Middle Tennessean. And if it expands beyond that, hey, that's super. And um, you know it's fun. It's a passion that I'm a big part of, and I just want to keep that rolling. So yeah. I dig it. I'd like to follow Lucas Motorworks. Do you have yeah. a an Instagram page or no? Believe it or not, I just uh, um, they're really. <laughs> isn't too much there really isn't too much uh to follow i mean I, what i'll do is i will put some of my progress of my builds I, i've actually put um you, know, you guys are kind of into the svs and, and well, some of you anyway uh you know i have that project right now kind of currently underway you'll see a frame and what i'm doing with a swing arm and some kawasaki and then i'll post some of my vendors that i'll use along the way and uh, if any anybody who is following the MTBB site, you know, if they want to comment on it or 
Anyway, I got some pretty wild stuff underway for the next one. Um, believe it or not, the tractor seat idea and concept, though, kind of turned out really nice. It's, it was actually my plan B. The bike was really supposed to incorporate a lot of uh, a very unique wood design uh, that I was going to do with integrated turn lamps uh, and signals and a brake lamp that was inclusive inside of the wood to display out the back of this unique feature. Uh, though this turned out you know, beautiful as, as uh, you know, it is, the next SV project will have uh, not only a lot of wood plating, probably of the oak or mahogany uh, type, but uh, I'm gonna tamper a lot with, um, I would say copper plating. Copper plating oh, with yeah. dark woods. Uh, That's exciting. I'm really, I'm really pumped about giving that a go. Kind of have a, I don't, we'll have kind of a, a, a peppered taste of like the Art Deco-like feel, but then kind of the warmth of that, that wood and, but still when you step back and look at it and know that, you know, you could take that to the track but you might not want to take it to the track. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of one of those like feels like that's just, I don't want to scratch that, but boy, that looks fun to sit on and, and, and ride around town. I mean, with every one of the builds, I mean, at least for what I shoot for is, is uh, people just kind of looking around and go, I, you know, I hadn't seen that before. I just, uh, and I always kind of stand back off to the side and just go, and listen. yeah, nobody really knows that I own it or, or built it and just listen, it's, 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 fun you know and then when they want to ask questions I just run through the rigmarole like I just kind of did with you guys and you know hopefully it does a little bit of inspiring you know oh yeah I think it's cool I want to uh, I want to put a bush hog on the back that's what I'm gonna move them on yeah I really yeah. I really do I really like the the tractor seat the right side shift and the whole feel to it yeah it's classy and cool at the same time yeah yeah, so you did a good job. Thanks. I'm hoping to uh, so to get back a little bit to what you said about what the next step are steps are and what I'm shooting for is kind of keep going in upward quality in the bikes that I'm building. Uniqueness is is really kind of the 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 main focus of, of each build. But then uh, hopefully uh, you know if I can get some recognition into uh, local magazines or or maybe national magazines that would be great. Uh, but I have a feeling, you know, some travel uh, and more Facebook presence is, is what it's going to take in order to get me there. But you gotta spread it through social media. It's pretty, just, yeah. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. You know, that's that's the way it is, right? I, it's a funny thing. I mean, <laughs> until I missed, uh, I missed a uh, a good friend of mine's uh, birth uh, of his his uh, latest child. Um, I I was never part of Facebook, and I can't believe I totally missed that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just. Thanks to my wife, she was like, oh, you need to be on Facebook. You know, you need to be connected. I just joined <laughs> Twitter today. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> we've got a Twitter so she account. taught you Facebook. Uh, pretty much, yeah. yeah. yeah she so. taught you Facebook and you taught her Pinterest. That's true. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. So, yeah, it's, it kind of works, works out. All right. So i got one more question from Eeyore before we, uh, we cut this episode of Call It A Day. He says, uh, so is Steampunk the next project? Oh, well, uh, yeah, that's a good question. Steampunk is a feel that uh, I'm a big fan of. Um, the point, or one of the, the issues that I have with going that far is you get to that point of too much. Steampunk always takes it kind of too far, and, and that has a, 
that has a you know a presence. As a matter of fact, now that I think about it, there is a guy on the MTBB site right now who is posting this wild. Um, I forget his name right now. It's a very wild, just m different types of materials bolted together. I think he's got some kind of animal skin for a seat and these, you know, old medieval sword sticking out of the top of his hand. I don't know. It's what do you say it's more of a functional steampunk? Yes. Um, I mean, like more, not as detail but like more functional. Yes, correct. Yeah, I shoot for more of the practicality side of it. And, you know, if it has like this, um, some industrial feel. Some of the steampunk is, is nice and tasteful, but I'm not <coughs> in a persuasion where I would just go full out and start bolting gears on things that just yes, don't turn do. anything. Right, right. so no, no top hats and goggles for the motorcycle. I might wear that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I might wear that, because that's <laughs> not for the I'm, motorcycle. I'm as good as the right. next but, costume But not guy. on it. <laughs> yeah, but maybe not on the bike, you know. I'll, maybe, maybe a top hat holder. Yes. A hat box on go. the back. Nice. Now, now we're talking. Yes, yes. A leather hat box. Yeah. A stud, studded leather hat box. But it's uh, clockwork. Clockwork, yes. Gears. Lots of gears and, and metal. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, it, we're close uh, to two hours on the show, so it's officially one of the longest shows we've had. Oh. Amazingly. <laughs> but... Uh, well, like again, the first Brat, Brat to the Future Part 1. Oh, yeah, yes. pretty much. <laughs> but... Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing this beautiful thing right here. Uh, I'm trying not to kill myself. Ah, and the bike. <laughs> and the bike. Yes. <laughs> I was so, waiting on that joke. Yeah. So thank you so much. And if anyone has questions, obviously they can find you on MTVV. Yes. Uh, yeah. I hope this helps to inspire people to get out and just build their own whatever they want. Yeah. So it's possible. It's very possible, even if it doesn't have to go to the same level of detail as this, but getting out there and just creating your own vision of a bike, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Again, thank you for joining us. Uh, let's get back. I don't know where the other wheels disappeared. Be, but here we are again. Is there everyone? There is everyone. There we go. There we go. So, guys, thank you for joining us. Super long episode, but it's been a good one. There is Will. Um, Join us next week. Don't think we have anything planned yet. Yeah, but, uh, we might have a guest. We might not. If you want to be a guest on the show, email <coughs> us wingmansgarage at gmail.com or hit us up on any of the social media except Twitter because Twitter sucks. No. Um, we'll see you all next week. No, I'm Chris the Wingman. SV Will. Track Rat. Cool. Brandon. <laughs> Michael Lucas, Lucas Motorola. And all the way over there. Carrie Lucas. So, Woo! We're signing off. See you guys. <laughs>